1: Are you looking for a podcast about how good Black Mirror is? Then you must be thinking of another podcast. Oh!
0: Good evening. Kelsey. Good evening <laughs> Robert. We've <laughs> missed the sultry sound of your voice.
1: Sultry? I don't think anyone's ever said that about my voice before. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I've missed being here.
0: Oh, what is up? We've missed you so much.
1: Yeah. Um, a brief note about why I was gone. and just wanted to let you guys all know that Robert and Taylor have stepped in to fill my shoes in such a beautiful way because I was away on podcast bereavement uh my dad passed away after a very long battle with cancer and that's all i really
0: want to say about it right now (laughs) and in true kelsey fashion which i did call this as well i said to taylor i was like guarantee next week she wants to be back (laughs) guarantee she's ready to come back
1: i have been because she's
0: over but she's like no i just i work i do this
1: I need to get back into a routine so I can get out of my funk. Because a funk I have been in.
0: You've been gone. So I've had to just rely on the memory of you. And I love (laughs) how good my memory is. Because I've called everything that I have said about it. (laughs) It's been amazing. I'm glad. Speaking of weird memory of things. Okay. I would just like to tell you. Because I think it's fascinating. Not fascinating. It's just amazing. Whose line is it anyway? Mm
1: -hmm. Like with
0: Drew Carey. Like the old school one? From like 99. It had a date stamp of 99 in there, man. Whoa. That's on HBO Max.
1: Fuck yes.
0: Guess what I've been watching nonstop.
1: Oh my God. Now that you've told me, I'm going to be knee deep in
0: it. So we were watching it and there was a skit going on. And I said what Ryan was going to say right before. And Taylor just looks at me. Yeah, because I used to watch them. Because, like, (laughs) we would uh, record those on VHS. Oh, my God. And that's how I learned. And you know me. I'm very particular. I couldn't just, like, put in the tape and hit record and go. Mm -hmm. If you were recording on VHS, damn. Are we just, like, making this real old sounding right off the bat? (laughs) When you would record on VHS... If you hit the pause button, it would actually stop it and then when you hit it again, you could cut out the commercials because it would only record, but oh my know, God, when yeah. you did that so I would wait and I'd hit pause <laughs> and I'd be waiting and unpause so I could watch them on VHS without commercials. Just craft right? a perfect curated Netflix of your own and I had fucking at least six like cassette tapes of Who's Line Hell that yeah. I watched religiously, right. And this line just erupted out of me. I wasn't planning on it. (laughs) They said something and I just happened to say it. And Taylor goes, dude, you said the same thing. How funny. And I was like, no, I just knew he was going to say that. (laughs) They were doing like a scene where Ryan is like a crazy dude that has a bunch of bees Okay. And they were playing a game where they would change what type of scene it was. So it's like, it's a horror movie. Now it's Sesame Street. Now it's a porno or whatever, right? Uh Uh-huh. So it turned into Sesame Street. And the guy in the scene with him goes like, I've been stung on the bottom. And then like he bends down and goes, can you spell B? And then Ryan is like snuffleupagus. And he just goes, you can't spell B. B's a letter. (laughs) And then he walks by. And so he goes, can you spell B? And I just went, can't spell B, use a letter. And then he said it, and Taylor's like, whoa!
1: She <laughs> <How did laughs> it... thought you were the funniest person alive. For whoa, a you're,
0: you're so good! And I was like, "No, nah, it's just memory. That's just deep-seated, like, hot sheets in there, man. <laughs> I was like, you've never heard me say that? And she's like, no. Why oh would God. you ever say that? And I'm like, Cause Why would you ever have the occasion to? <laughs> you can't spell B, is a letter. I guess that's true. When do you have... When are you given the opportunity to bust out a gem like that, and it means something to somebody? Honestly, so yeah, whose line? It's fucking on there, and then it's it's very nineties. So Taylor goes, "Is Drew Carey a bad person?" Oh no! And I was like, "Why?" And she's like, "We got some pretty sexist jokes going on." Mm, yeah, and I was that's like nineties for you. Let me. Okay, so I was like, you know what? Honestly, that's when. That became kind of like, oh, we can actually joke about sex and people's bodies and we can kind of like, that's when the edginess started coming. That was the early 2000s and shit. Have you
1: ever seen a movie from the early 2000s?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So that was like the prerequisite to it, you know? So I, I was like, I think it's more like that was the style of comedy at the time.
1: Yeah. We really, really went places with comedy, didn't we? In the
0: 90s and aughts. We looked him up. He is an A-OK dude. Everybody yeah. fucking loves him. He is he's great. He is a genuine good dude. So How
1: old is he? We're not going to lose him anytime
0: soon, right? Oh no! But he looks good. so different. He got so skinny.
1: Yeah, he looks. I don't know, old. And like, I hate
0: his hair. I hate his prices right here.
1: It's so. Yeah, I saw him on the prices right, and I was like, I don't like this at all. He looks. He just looks like old because of his hair. I think.
0: Yeah, because he's got like long hair now. Yeah. Yeah. He, oh well, he's sixty-five. Okay. So, I don't think that's horrible though. I mean, the age of dying. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, actually because we've been watching this, I was able to to acquire a new site. Oh. And I got the Drew Carey show. All right. And I'm nice. going to watch the old Drew Carey show cuz I remember loving that show.
1: <laughs> I have a tiny funny anecdote for you. I was doing a crossword the other day. Okay. And it was the the clue was like show from the CW, and I was like the only one I know is fucking Reba. And I go to put it in and Reba. Fit no. perfect. I was like, really? hell yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so that's uh,
0: my so contribution to the crossword. So you said that and I was like supernatural because that's yeah. the top one. But I clearly wouldn't have said that if I saw it was four letters. <laughs> but I'd have been like, oh, I'm fitting it in there. Super,
1: super, <laughs> natural, really tiny.
0: So yeah, whose line is on there? It's fucking dope. It's so good. Like it I forgot. So how good they were on that show
1: i i can't like nothing matches the energy between colin mockery and ryan styles like it's
0: just okay. perfection okay so we've been learning so because so my question was how did these fo- how did these people get here yeah what's the deal what is the deal the only people that have any tie to drew carey is ryan styles that's it really Everybody else that was on it came from the UK version of the show. What? Even call him Mockery? Yeah. He was on the UK version of the show. Huh. Wayne, and Brady Wayne Brady was from the UK version of the show. What was he doing in the UK? I guess they just found like good improv people and they just happened to be the ones, you know? Huh. But like they they were brought to that show from the UK one.
1: All right. But
0: here's the cool thing. So Ryan and Drew are actually, like, best friends. They, like, truly are, from the Drew Carey show, good friends. Cute. Ryan Stiles and Colin Mochrie met in college. They're, Thanks. like, legit best friends. That's why their good. energy's unmatchable. Okay. The amount of times I've seen Colin grab that man's ass on this show. <laughs> <laughs> and the times they've actually kissed. And I'm like, this is beautiful. <laughs> I love this so much.
1: Oh, I love them.
0: Because we've been watching... The new version of the show, which is still airing today. Yeah. With Aisha Tyler on it. Right. And it is okay. And we couldn't figure out why it's not as good.
1: Yeah. I remember seeing like one episode and I was like, it's
0: fine. Yeah. I've been able to pinpoint it. Tell me. It's no no diss to Aisha Tyler. I love her to death. Like I do. She's a gamer girl. She's one of the first like true... (laughs) Like, like she actually knows that shit. Uh huh. She's she's amazing and she's funny as hell. But she yeah. doesn't have the connection with those with the cast members because there's, there's not like so that part
1: much... of friendship in there.
0: Well, because that's the thing, they dig on each other all the time. They would make jokes about Drew Carey, and it's yeah. funny because you watch him react, and then he digs on them. And there's that whole dynamic that is absolutely missing Mm-mm. from hers because. They don't dig on her because yeah. she's not close to them in that way. And and also, let's probably not do that. Yeah. Because now we're in 2020. We probably shouldn't joke about women the way that we probably did in the 90s. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a different vibe. Hmm. And that 90s one is the best vibe. It's, it's so good. <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah, I'm going to need to go watch some more of those. But uh, that... Also made me think of a question that I wanted to ask you. This is a topic I would like to mini deep dive with you earlier okay. on the show here. Let's get our mini school gear on. Because I like so intrinsically remembered that line and stuff, right? Uh-huh. Like oh,
1: you've cracked already? I I brought I had this because you've I was cracked. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can I crack I drank real a quick Diet Coke like, with geez. dinner, yes. Okay.
1: And uh Ugh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I didn't get to finish it with dinner. And I was like, I don't want to crack another one for Yem Tope.
0: I drink water with dinner so I could have this here. (sighs) I should have been a good boy and it wasn't. (laughs) I was going to pound another one like before we came to the show because I already had one at work. (laughs) I was going to have another one pre-show and then this one on the show. But I didn't do that.
1: I'm out of practice. I haven't scheduled my beverages correctly.
0: (laughs) Oh, you just drink willy nilly these days now, just dude. I bought whenever you want.
1: <laughs> I bought a case of Topo Chico, and I was like, "This will last me a couple of weeks." And I drank them in like four days. Oof, like, <laughs> pounding them, bad
0: boys. Just like I got nothing going on. Go 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 go. Drink some Topo. I was thinking about this, and then actually, it's also driven from something that Taylor said to me the other day. Okay. And it like, she even said, "Like, is that really fucking you up? What's wrong with you?" And I'm okay. like, "I can't stop thinking about this because you said this to me." We were talking music because, you know, I like to talk music Mm -hmm. because I feel like I'm not a music person and that people say that I am. Which is
1: so weird to me because you do enjoy music quite a bit. Like in our pre-rambles, it's
0: evident that you like music a lot. I guess. I just feel like because I don't know, I think I like a little bit of music passionately, but I don't have a wide breadth of knowledge. And I think that's why I think that, because most people have such a breadth, like they know so many people, okay. even if they don't love all of them, they still are aware. They know a song or two. They know more. And I guess that's why I think I'm not a music person. Cause I don't, I don't really go for things just to go like, I know people. Cause I don't really try people out to see if I'll like them. I got to hear something from them first that sparked me. And then I deep dive on them. Okay. You know, I, yeah. I guess that's how it is. Like, I stumble into people, I don't seek them out, you know? Yeah. So it limits my knowledge. Sure. But we were talking about it because I was like, well, well I, I got a bunch of people here. Who's your favorite band? But then who's your favorite artist? Because I see that as two totally different things. Yeah. Uh, So, real quick, who's your favorite band? You know, I band. don't really have a favorite band, I don't think. <laughs> You don't have a favorite band. You don't like the one. There's one that like you really tried to get me to like, and I super hated them. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Haley liked them too, and you were all like, "Oh, that's good taste." And I'm like, "No." Oh,
1: Cohete and Cambria.
0: No, because I do like them.
1: Yeah, you do like them. Yeah.
0: No, it was. I I really don't know because I don't like them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I uh, mean, I it started
0: with I... an M. That's all I remember. Mars Volta. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I didn't like them.
1: That's fine. <laughs> i
0: was I mean, like no but i, I thought you like a couple like, other oh, songs you like
1: them no just a couple other songs oh, okay. I, yeah i don't know like bands i'm okay on i i feel like i used to have favorite bands like in college and stuff but i don't know as time has gone on
0: i'm just like I'll ju- i just like songs <laughs> i just like songs okay yeah so my favorite band tenacious D. no I don't know if I put that in either. That's a duo. That's a little different. Okay. I might have to make a third category, but <laughs> That's no. That's a
1: musical act. Uh,
0: it was either ACDC or Metallica. It was one of those two. Really? Yeah, it's pretty much one of those two. Okay. It's probably ACDC, I think.
1: I did not know this about you.
0: Love that fucking band. I like everything, almost, that they've done. It's phenomenal. All right. So then it was like, who's your favorite musical artist? So Taylor goes... <sighs> It's Sia, duh. And I was like, I mean, I liked <laughs> Sia at that time. But she's not my favorite artist. And she was like, who is then? And I was like, well, that's George Strait, duh. Uh huh. And then she goes, and this is what fucked me up for months now. <laughs> okay. But you haven't even listened to him in a long time. So I was like, does that mean I don't like him anymore? Hmm. Like, so my question is, what makes you... A fan that's the basic premise of the question so like in my mind kelsey is a david bowie fanatic kelsey equals david bowie bowie equals kelsey
1: all right that's a fair assessment i think but
0: you don't do you listen to his music every single day i don't exactly and... the crux of why this fucks me up like do See, i have like... to
1: I don't think so, man. <laughs> We're getting into, like, the talk of, I mean, there's always going to be the gatekeeping and the, like, fake fan. Like, are you, name three of their songs if you really like them so much. Like, that yeah. whole atmosphere. Okay. Um I don't know. I'm, like, I'll always call myself a David Bowie fan. There are songs of his that I don't particularly like, and there's albums of his that I haven't even
0: listened to. Same but with like, me and George. There are songs I actively hate. I'm like, yep, you missed a step there, buddy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh... But, yeah, I mean, I am just a fan of him as a human being. But it lives so deep in you. Yeah, it's just, like, part of who I am. Like, he is one of the doorways for music to me.
0: Okay. Yeah, see? I like that. Yeah. So, I've been watching, like, Twitch people and all this stuff. Yeah. And they always talk one topic. So, it's like you know that they're a fan of that topic okay there is no one topic that i talk about incessantly except for movies i guess and capitalism i guess i'm a fan we fucking hate it (laughs) (laughs) i must be a fan i talk about it all the time anti-fan of capitalism so like is it about how deep it affects you how deep is it within your soul but if it was that deep in your soul wouldn't you be like screaming it from the rooftops all the time that's why like This idea is, like, literally fucking with my brain.
1: (laughs) I can see it in your eyes. Um, No, I don't don't think... Okay, so, for example, like, I'm a fan of Futurama. Yeah, I love all of, like, the original core Futurama. Some of the movies are really good. Some of them I didn't care for. The newer shows I kind of actively dislike. (laughs) I'm still a fan of it. I, I don't even... I haven't decided yet if I'm going to watch the new season.
0: I'm still going to watch it.
1: But I'm still a fan.
0: Well, here, you know, I did the same thing. I love the first four seasons. I love the first. I love two of the four movies that came out. Yeah. And I started watching it religiously when it came back on and it slowly petered out and I never finished it. But I love it. Yeah. And I can't wait for it to come back. (laughs) And I've never (laughs) even finished it when it already did come back
1: see like there's
0: there's qualifiers for what makes a
1: fan but i don't know how to define it like i think as long as something touched your soul in a way that made you feel good you can call yourself a fan like i'm a fan of star wars i don't know everything there is to know i'm not like a person who can tell you i don't know what languages all the different aliens speak and shit but like yeah i don't even know the which symbols the jedi symbol which one's the other guys <laughs> yeah I
0: didn't even know that one was a symbol for them
1: <laughs> yeah so like
0: and I'm like those are Gar darn good movies
1: <laughs> yeah they're good movies like I'm a fan uh yeah I think I think fan honestly people people need to like loosen the screws a little bit on what it means to be a fan because I feel like we're in a society right now where you have to kind of prove your worth you, you know? can only
0: be a fan which is casual or you can be obsessive yeah right
1: yeah like I'm a fan of Game of Thrones never read the books I'm yeah. a fan of uh, I don't and know and
0: I would highly equate you a fan of Game of Thrones like I also think that's a big thing to Kelsey
1: yeah like with her Game never, of Thrones parties yeah
0: I've never <laughs> wondered but has she read the books though I've never thought that yeah so okay yeah that's fair
1: so like you can be a fan of stuff but not but not rapidly engage with it 100% of the time all the time I think
0: yeah because like I would say one of my deepest ones is Spider-Man. I don't yeah. talk Spider-Man to people all day, every day. Cause one, nobody wants to fucking hear that shit. <laughs> but like, I constantly think about Spider-Man things like, yeah, but like his motivations and stuff. Like, I'm not just like, Oh man, that was a really good movie. I think about like the lessons from it, I guess. Okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's Deep what shit. I'm constantly thinking about all the time. So to me, I am thinking about it a lot, but I'm not like going like, I'm thinking this thought about it. Would you like to hear it? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it's because you have a little bit of a filter. It's small, but it's there. A little bit. So I want you guys' take as well. Write in. What what do you think qualifies as like being a fan? And if something's your favorite like George Strait's my favorite, mm-hmm. but I haven't. Honestly, I probably haven't listened to a George Strait song in maybe a year.
1: Yeah, we listened to one together, I think, in preamble, and it was bad. That new one that he had.
0: See, I don't. Even like, me- I'll lick a boot of any police officer when I don't like something. I just forget it. <laughs> just I turn fucking, it off. It didn't happen. I, I eject that from my brain. Yeah, it was very oh, like. I do remember thin blue that line? One. Yeah, I <laughs> do, that <laughs> was like. That was like two years ago or something.
1: Something like that. Yeah, it was
0: it was rough. Maybe that's why I haven't been listening so much lately. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Subconsciously, I'm like, um oh, makes me think of that song. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. But like, I know them all. So un- unless I'm actively trying to like reminisce or listen to that, maybe I'm listening to a vibe of the day or of the summer, the season, you yeah. know. And I want him at a certain time, but it's not right now time. You Yeah. Know? It's not straight time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would love a clock. It, it, it just says it's straight time, and you gotta <laughs> turn on one George Strait song.
1: What is straight time? Noon or six or three?
0: Um, no, three forty five. No, it can't be three. Three forty-five. So, so there's four straight times a day. You four get straight times. Four, four George Strait songs a day, mandatory <laughs> to be a fan did we literally just come up with something that nobody's come up with that would be perfect marketing for him to sell like a straight time clock?
1: <laughs> I think we're thinking about time wrong because there's like every hour has a straight time. Now that is a slogan. If I've ever
0: heard <laughs> every clock, <laughs> wait, what? Every hour has a straight time. It, it does.
1: Yeah. Like they're always going to be
0: across from yeah, each other. Right. So it's what? Four 50, five 55, yeah, got a clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every hour has a straight time, so you got to listen to twenty-four straight songs a day. what don't listen to them straight though. One album a day. There you uh, go. That's a lot of straight.
1: It's mandatory. That's what makes you a fan.
0: That is that is a true fan. I will admit that.
1: <laughs> you set your clock for straight time,
0: and you religiously listen to it. You wake up in the night, like your alarm goes off. Oh, it's like <laughs> it's like five fifty-nine. Oh, I gotta wake up. I gotta. Where my phone? Uh Amarillo by Morning's a good one. There we go. <laughs> Peacefully drift off to sleep again. <laughs> you're like, Stop. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> the image of you waking up at six <laughs> o'clock to listen to Amarilla by morning and then fading off to sleep. Uh, See beautiful image. The reason you're so like speechless about that is because you can actually picture me doing that that's that's the problem here that it didn't sound that ridiculous (laughs) for me because i would be like yeah i've done straight time for a day you you haven't done that everyone's got to do a straight time once in their life
1: everyone's gotta do it it's a rite of passage for any straight fan my god um are you a fan of grimace kind of a little bit like him i'm more of a hamburglar Nan freaks me out. It freaks I love me right Googler.
0: out. The bird like freaks him. me out. She's weird. The bird. I don't what know bird? her name.
1: Let me Google the McDonald's mascots. I had a um,
0: McDonald's Sega game back in the day, and they were, they were all in it.
1: I don't know. McDonald's had a Sega game. I guess it makes sense.
0: It's a fucking good game. I can demolish that game.
1: Why is the first thing in Google McDonald's Mariah Carey? That is confusing. I, guess I don't think like I want to Mac- know googling i guess they're grouping up for something or, i don't know oh. uh, there's like
0: okay there's like a bunch mascots. of mascots that i don't know i'm just gonna go with the ones that i do know so you've got man can i get names birdie the early bird there's a yes. mcdonald's wiki yeah I, I don't know oh, I remember. she's birdie. weird okay. she's got she's got hair <laughs> yeah <laughs> birds with work, hair man. don't trust him who yes. is uncle Ogrimacy? are you kidding me what is that <laughs> That I don't know. I, I only know Mayor McCheese, Birdie oh Grimace, God. Hamburglar Ronald. That's it.
1: Okay, so Uncle O'Grimacy is green Grimace and he's wearing a shamrock vest. He I comes don't like out that. for, for Saint Patrick's Day. I, oh, I hate
0: that. Actively dislike that.
1: No, yeah, it's not good. Um anyway, Grimace uh, is having a moment right now. So I was like fully unaware of what the grimace shake was, but um it's like a purple shake that McDonald's is offering, and yeah. every time I see this shake on any kind of social media, it's a wildly different shade
0: of purple. Like I don't know what the oh okay ideal
1: shade of purple is, and I don't know what the flavor is actually. Uh, that um, was
0: actually the top search because I was just trying to look one up to see like the color. It just says it's berry flavored.
1: Okay, well that makes That's sense that I guess. Uh, grimace is a Gemini apparently. Hell okay. yeah, grimace! Fucking get it. Good for <laughs> um, him. Okay, so it's his birthday. That's why they're doing the shake thing right yeah. now. But that's beside the point. So like, have, are you on Grimace Shake TikTok?
0: Did I do that to you? I don't think so. <laughs> I just like... So here's how I got on it. Okay. It, was, it. It was a TikTok video of a guy scrolling through his feed and just showing how many were back to back. Oh my God. So I got like a Greatest Hits compilation all in one TikTok. So I haven't really nice. seen them individually Okay. And I'm glad for that because the compilation <laughs> explained all I needed to know. Okay. And as soon as I see them, I immediately skip them.
1: Yeah, I kind of want to know what the compilation is because I the way I came across it was actually oh, via God. Tumblr and it was just a Tumblr post that was like It a... still
0: weirds me out when you say you're on Tumblr.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> Dead websites, me and six other people we just reblog each other's shit. Um so there was like a series of like twenty five screenshots of just people doing this grimace shake thing, and okay. just the screenshots themselves were fucking horrifying. It's just like people that look yeah. dead and twisted and possessed and holding like a spilled grimace shake or something. So I was like, "There's a meme I'm missing out on." So I went to, to TikTok and I was like, "I'm gonna experience it for myself." And I googled or I, I TikToked the grimace shake. And was a bad idea. It was it was an idea that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I don't get it, but I like it. Like, there's a lot of really
0: interesting indie horror vibes coming out of this shit. Do you want me to, like, really fuck you up with it? Please. I can't remember his... I can never remember his name. He's got, like, long red hair and a beard. And he's the guy that, like, talked about writing your congressman for... Okay, yeah. ...the act and all that stuff. And he's very, like, politically whatever. And he talks a lot of capitalism stuff, too. I can never remember his yeah. name. But I do follow I have no him. I no idea. But I know him. Taylor sent me one with him and he did the perfect creepy tiktok it, it wasn't a grimace shake one okay but he's shitting on gen z and capitalism with the grimace shake meme right okay because gen z is like so basically they kind of like are trying to make fun of the grimace shake like oh you think you can get people to buy your capitalistic stuff for like somebody's birthday but they're making videos by paying for Purchasing the product the shake yeah right so he's <laughs> so- like He's like, you're missing the point, Gen Z. You think you're being funny, but the sole goal of this is to get the purple goo into your body, yep. and you think you're outsmarting the system and you're laughing at capitalism and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, the purple goo got inside you. <laughs> you still did exactly what they wanted. I mean, but you, you think don't even have you're to, better than this, and it was like you a don't whole even, thing.
1: Yeah, like you don't even have to drink it. Like you're just you're purchasing it, and you're creating an advertisement for them like a guerrilla advertising campaign that's happening yeah, on you're TikTok making
0: to get people more want people. Them. Yeah, it's it's so <laughs> it's, like
1: it's, it's very... working against
0: their their reasoning.
1: Yeah. And like I'm not saying that people are bad for buying the grimace shake or anything. Like I'm entertained by oh, no. these TikToks. Yeah. So I kinda want to see more of them. But
0: But here's what fucked me up that he said, you ready? Yeah. He's like we're we're just being cyclical again. You think you're so original, you don't even realize the Harlem Shake, it's the same video, <laughs> different vibe.
1: I really thought that Grimace Shake was going to be Grimace doing the Harlem Shake. That would before be I like amazing. went in on
0: it. And when he said that, it flipped a switch in my brain because what was the Harlem Shake? Everybody's doing something totally normal. It uh-huh. cuts and chaos ensues. The Grimace yes. Shake is normal. It cuts, chaos oh ensues. It's <laughs> yes, the exact same true. fucking video. Weird. I hate huh. him because he always fucks up my worldview.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's a really good TikToker, you know? He I is. don't know what that guy's name is. He's
0: but. he's perfect. I'll get his name and put it out there for everyone. Yeah,
1: he's interesting.
0: I guess give me some of the ones that you've seen because that compilation had some that like I did genuinely. like. I think it's a funny one. I'm not going to just sit and wa- like. The compilation was enough. I got the vibe. Yeah. And some of them were kind of bad. Some were genuinely funny, but I'm not going to sift through 10 million of those to find yeah. two or three gems. You know what I mean?
1: Mostly, I just kind of like scrolled through a few of them. I didn't sit and watch through any, but like one single one, which was the first one I saw where it was okay. like a band and they were like, we got the Har- the, the oh, like Harlem Shake. We got the Grimace Shake. <laughs> and, you know, they drank it and then they were all, you know, spilling it and being creepy. Yeah. But that was that was
0: the whole video. I was like, OK, I get it. So... And, so you're getting a different vibe of them because there is a whole bunch where they're like being creepy like that. Yeah. But all the ones that I've seen, and I think it's because, well, see, I don't know that for sure, but I've heard that people have, some people have drunk it and died.
1: Like in For real, real.
0: Yeah. So people are like, cause there's antifreeze in it or something weird. The so fuck? then I think they were making a joke about you dying and then it like evolved into a horror thing as well okay (laughs) because all the ones that i saw at first it was like two friends um by the shake together right Mm -hmm. so he's all like dude you got the grimace shake i got a grimace shake and then they they, like tap it they take a sip and then it cuts to like one on the ground his shirt's off the shake is all down his shirt and then his friends like got him in his arms going (laughs) why Why? That's okay. not horror, but it was funny.
1: Yeah, it's weird.
0: Then I saw a girl. She's just like, "You got a grimace shake for me," and she just like pours it on her face. And she goes, "Another one," and she does it with like ten of them. Just pours them over oh her fucking God. face, laughing maniacally the whole time.
1: There's a weird culture on TikTok of, I know, I know Pouring a lot of food it is, on yourself. Yeah, a lot of it is fetish content, but like a lot of it is also not fetish content. It's supposed to be just funny, and it's just a lot of food waste. And it makes Yeah, it's just sad. a lot
0: of food waste, yeah. Then there was one that I thought was not so good. So it was, like, he goes, oh, Grimace's birthday shake, thanks, and, like, he takes a sip, and then it, like, cuts to the basement door. And then it, like, opens up real slow, uh-huh. and then it's, like, a super heavily photoshopped version of, like, him, where they just, like, use the curl feature to, like, twist his arms and move his face, so it, like, <laughs> wasn't that scary but i get the vibe you know yeah then there was one that was really good it's him like talking to the camera going like hey happy birthday grimace you know happy 52 years or whatever and then like it cuts to like him at the top of a staircase with like the grimace shake pouring down the wall okay But, (laughs) but then it's a shot from way far away of him filming that tiktok like it's somebody watching him and then it cuts to like him dead on the like stairs again with it coming down the wall and then back to him filming it and it keeps going back and forth and i was like that's a good creepy one i don't understand it it's interesting who's watching you you know yeah huh so it's a whole thing and i'm done with it yeah (laughs) like like i'm good (laughs) i got it that's
1: kind of where i'm at on it too i was like okay interesting i want to know what this
0: is and now i know yeah, I'm out. We're just drinking grimace shakes and yep. dumping them on ourselves. <laughs> like, you wanna go get a grimace shake? <sighs> Actually, kinda. <laughs> I just wanna know.
1: I just think it's stupid. I think it's horrible that you get assigned a handful of days. Here is your crying time, and then come back when it's over. Yeah. Oh, death is so fucking stupid. It's so stupid. I hate the way our culture handles it. I hate the way America does death. I just keep thinking about like if we made it a business, we made it a fucking business. Yeah, it's it's weird. Everything is (laughs) everything is weird. And I just I don't like the way that we do it here as a culture. I just think about like what if like if we were, I don't know, more of like a, a tribal atmosphere or something where i wouldn't have to go back to work three days after and we don't yeah. have to like we we could just mourn as a community and i don't know
0: things would be different it just feels that makes me think of almost like any show that i've watched or seen where it's like they come across maybe like a native american tribe or something and they're like oh yeah this person died like a year ago for them and, yeah you know they still do like the light work around the village and all this stuff. Like yeah. that was a thing that happened. Like we, we we gave people a chance to come out of their funk naturally.
1: Yeah. And it's f- fucked and up. And now that you're we not allowed to have one. Yeah, like now you you get your a lot of time and you go back and make spreadsheets. Yeah,
0: that's what's important duh. If you enjoyed that little bit of the pre ramble, you can get that full bonus episode by going over to patreon.com slash Y M P T O A P and signing up to be a patron. We would love to see you there with our lowest tier where you get the secret discord up to our highest tier where you get our pre-ramble shows and our zeitgeist monthly shows we would just love to see you around no matter what tier you hop into Uh, but if you want to be the ultimate supporter you can get yourself some yimtope gear over at the yimtope peril store we need infinitely more tanks because it is getting infinitely more hot here in texas i am dying literally melting away
1: it's the worst
0: like I can't <laughs> we can't the link to that's in our show notes get you a tank stay cool this summer and again thank you to all of our supporters we super love you guys honestly we do this for you because we just love that you engage with it and enjoy it so much so we hope to, con- to continue bringing you stuff that you love hearing and with that let's get you back to that regularly scheduled content so quick aside Uh Before we get into our whole back half I fucking nailed this man Okay nailed it I asked you before the show If you'd heard last week's show And you had not I had not But in it I state We're talking Black Mirror Kelsey will not stand for this And she's gonna wanna (laughs) talk Black Mirror So we're gonna talk Black Mirror We are But it was so good And that's all I could say about it Was how fucking good (sighs) season six was
1: Yeah, yeah
0: uh, but before that, we also talked Elemental last time. Okay. And you said something very pertinent to me and, Ta- <laughs> me and Taylor's discussion. So yeah. I would like to know, because you said it didn't look good. Yeah. Can that's kind you of, elaborate that for me?
1: Uh, it just looked like every other movie that's kind of come out the last five to ten years. Like, it just looks... okay. It looks like Inside Out, but with a worse plot and a different skin. It looks like Soul, but with a worse plot (laughs) and a different skin.
0: So what you're saying is the marketing did not land for you. Not at all. This movie, and we've said this last time, but I'm telling you because you hadn't heard that yet, it is a massive flop. It is absolutely tanking at the movie theaters that doesn't shock me because nobody went to see it because the trailers grabbed nobody and okay. everybody that's seen it is like oh my god the absolute gem you guys are missing out on because really tr- because all the trailers did not tell you what this movie was about and it has fucked over everybody
1: so like what i'm getting from the trailer is just like a milk toast plot about like oh fire elemental lady and a water elemental boy, and they fall in love, and it's a little bit of Romeo and Juliet because her dad hates him or whatever.
0: Yep. That's that's what the trailers tell you. Yeah. That's not the plot. Okay. <laughs> that's fucking not the plot. Are you ready? Sure. I'm going to sell you. You probably won't Heavy go see it. it, but you should probably see not. it. It was very good. I'll stream it. It is the director's life story of being an immigrant and coming to America. Oh, shit. What? What? This is an immigrant story. This is about... This is about a family that came to Element City, and they are the fire people who I would say are probably akin to being the African-American population or the Asian population, because they basically live in, like, Chinatown, Okay, is kind of where they are, but they're, they are any group that's looked down on. So, like, I
1: n- did note that in the trailer, there's, like, a scene where he's eating these spicy meatballs, and it's like, your people can't handle this kind of food.
0: Yeah. See? Okay. Okay, see, every single scene that was in the trailers uh-huh. happens in the movie. Different premise for what I thought it was. Because I thought it was like, okay, so, so now she's introduced the water boy to her family. And it's like, we got to run him off because we don't want him with my little girl, right? Yeah. It's not what's happening in that scene at all. Okay. It's <laughs> not the premise of the scene. Like, the whole marketing has been, this is a love story. And there is one. And it is very good. And you love love, you are going to dig the love story. All right. But it is so second plot to we immigrated from another place. And now this immigrant family has had a daughter in this place and they want to give her the family business. But she doesn't know if she wants to take the family business. Should I be my own person? Should put I any
1: of that in the trailer? Should I
0: do this? The big question, because Pixar movies are always based off a question. Every single one uh-huh. they write, it starts with a question. So Toy Stories was, what if your toys were alive? Yeah. Wally was like, what if we ruin the planet? Like, And then they craft a story around a question. Okay. The question for this is, how do you repay a sacrifice so great like your family sacrificing their home and country to come here for a better life? How do you repay that sacrifice? And she's like, by sacrificing your own life as well. I should take over the family business. That's the plot of the movie. My god. Okay. And it is so good. Like, it's it's literally one of the top Pixar movies to ever have come out. It's so fucking great.
1: Damn. Alright. Like,
0: but that's... That was the whole point of our discussion on the last show was that's why marketing is kind of important. <laughs> yeah. Everybody that... So see, you're the only person to finally give something. And you basically had what I had. I... Went to the movie solely because it said Pixar. And that was it. Yeah, I was like, well, it's Pixar. I'll watch it for sure. But think about the last Pixar movie we had, which was Turning Red. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, they are kind of on, like, a personal, like, you as the director, tell your life story through this movie.
1: That's so cool that we're getting that opportunity for people now.
0: Because the end credits... Has the picture of his mom and dad oh. that like came here and stuff, and it's like, thank <laughs> you for you giving me
1: this opportunity. Balling in the theater.
0: There are parts of that that get me. <laughs> Taylor cries like fifteen times. I cry like twice. There's like two <laughs> really good moments in that movie.
1: Okay, I know but, that like, like when they show the real people behind this stuff at the end of the movie, that is always like Robert heartstrings. That didn't get me too much
0: this time. Like the movie, it's oh, the movie, dude. Like it is. Mm. I was I was telling Taylor because I've seen it a second time now, which was her third time. Oh, my God. It is so beautifully crafted. I said that I was going to spoil it last time, and I didn't. So I'm going to spoil it now. Do it. So like the whole thing is she's just like been raised in this country. Oh, and I was so oh, I was hoping they were going to go so much more in depth. It went a little Zootopia.
1: OK, it so looks y- Zootopia like it's Zootopia, but with the elements now.
0: We thought that, but they focus way less on, like, how the world operates. It is really about this one person. Okay. It's not about how the world operates as a unit.
1: It seemed like they they marketed this movie it's so bad. wrong. It's yeah. bad. Like, like they that didn't was the whole trailer. It. Like, this is the fire people, and this is where they live and what they do. And then we have the water people, and where they live and what they do. Yeah. And that, I guess, isn't it at all.
0: So she is being raised in the country to take over the family shop. And she keeps, like, having tantrums and can't, like, deal with customers very well. Okay. And that was a really good thing that he said. So she meets the water dude, and he's like, maybe your temperature, like, maybe your temper's not so bad. I always think that my temper is my body trying to tell me something I don't want to hear yet. Oh, shit. And so she comes to realize that she doesn't want to take over the shop. That's why Mm. she gets so upset. And I was like, that's fucking genius. Oh, my God. It's so good. That's good. So, they do all this stuff, and you get, like, little snippets of where the family came from throughout the movie. Yeah. It's like you learn that, like, they left their whole family behind. It was, like, her dad and her mom left everything to try something here. But then later on, you find he goes, when I left, I performed the big bow. So, like, it's the ultimate sign of respect that his people can give. And he did this, like, grand gesture of a bow to his dad. And he didn't return it. So he left his home knowing that his dad hated him. That sucks. And he's like, and now we never saw all this that I made. But now you're going to take it over and life's going to be good. So she's like, I clearly can't not do it now. Yeah. You know, but she has an opportunity to do a different type of work that she didn't know she was even good at. She is really good at making glass cuz she's fire, so she can like okay <laughs> boil it and glass blow and make all the stuff right cool and she's really good at it so she meets somebody that goes I know the top glass institute people they are looking for interns you would be amazing for this so now it's this internal conflict of do I follow my own passion or do I'm I so... do this for my dad
1: I'm so mad that
0: that it they- can water touch fire? Oopsies! <laughs> like
1: that's oh my god! Now I do want to see it
0: at the oh the end of the movie. I told you I'm I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. Do it. So the end of the movie, she does finally say that she doesn't want to do it, and he's all like, "The shop's not the dream. You're the dream. Like I just Aww. wanted you to be good. So do that thing." So she does do the glass school, but she has to leave. She has to leave the city. Right. Okay, And as she goes to leave, she does the big bow, and he returns the big bow, and it's fucking Aww. heart-wrenching and beautiful, right? <laughs> oh, that's sweet. But the ending is so fucking good, because it's all about how they left their home so that they could be here, right? And yeah. it ends with a close-up of her feet as she steps on the plank to get on the boat to leave, and now she's done the same thing. Mm, shit. It's fucking beautiful. It's a phenomenal movie. I literally <laughs> think everybody should see it.
1: They need to hire better marketing executives. Like, yes. I know that they're trying to get an audience of children who are like, oh, fire and water people, fun. But like, Pixar needs to really expand their shit and do more have you a not variety of Pixar, targeted
0: ads. You're not a children's company.
1: No, you are a company that the children who grew up with you are now adults. Yeah. And have their
0: own children. You need to be marketing to 30 year olds now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Market to me, Pixar. Yeah. Like, I would, I would watch that movie. That sounds very good. It's so good. That so, story sounds
0: like it needs to be told, you know? I even said in the last show, I was like, because this is a flop, we basically told the director, your life story sucks. Oh. You know, because it's, it's literally his life story of what happened with him and his family. Yeah, that sucks. And it's a, I mean, huge flop. Mm-hmm. But Disney has marketed stuff improperly before to prove a point and get things to flop. So we don't know if that's going on. What? Treasure Planet. Oh. You ready? Okay. Oh, you going okay. to fuck this up for you? Oh, my God. Treasure Planet was this one guy's dream project. He was like, this is the movie that I want to make. And they were like, no. Okay. Do, like, Aladdin. Okay. So now no. do Hercules. Do Mulan. Keep, keep making these Renaissance pictures that are doing so well for us. We don't want to do your thing. Okay. And they finally greenlit it, but it was the first of the Disney movies to start adding 3D animation. So it was really hard. It was really expensive. Mm. So they went, you know what? Let's keep pushing it off and let's market it in a way that nobody goes to see it so we can prove that the 3D is not good. And then they went back to 2D stuff.
1: Oh my God. They fucked this dude over. All
0: in 3D. (laughs) Exactly. Like, he was progressing to the future and they didn't want to take on the cost of 3D so they shit his movie down and then we 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 just did it again they had a movie out 2022 called Strange World that came out yeah. only on Disney Plus right uh-huh main character's gay but it's a yeah, huge flop that- so we can <laughs> say gay gay protagonists don't sell movies so we don't need to do that
1: yeah that sucks
0: so were we trying to say like turning red bit us in the ass so let's not have like you know an alt, you know an alternate life perspective movie let's make elemental fucking flop so that turning reds and that stuff can't come out
1: was turning red like not was it a flop
0: no that 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 one was a huge success
1: okay yeah good
0: but i bet they were like well because then we got elemental and they they were probably like we don't want to have like an asian perspective movie we need to go back to good old traditional whatever so you know let's make let's make that flop and they go see we need just chris pine and chris hemsworth style looking people and leave it at that (laughs) elemental all the way to the top is so like i kind of like it more than turning red Hmm. and i love turning red
1: that's a big statement you just made
0: (laughs) elemental it's taylor's favorite pixar movie of all time And I was like, even more than (laughs) Coco, which is your whole existence? And she said, yeah. All right. It's phenomenal. I wish everybody to see it at least once, even if you see it on streaming later. It's probably too late for it to be successful in the theater now. But uh, Mm -hmm. it's fucking great. Like, it didn't need to be that good.
1: All right. And I love when I
0: can say that about movies. Like... You didn't need yeah. to be that good, but you did it. <laughs> but you did it. But you know who did need to be that good? Uh, Black Mary season six. It did need to be that good because <laughs> I feel like people weren't ab- about it so much anymore. Yeah. If, if this I'm doesn't saying... resurge this franchise, because they just proved we don't need to do future looking.
1: Yes. Okay. So I definitely want to talk about that because mm-hmm. how do you want to structure this? Do you want to just go like episode by episode
0: or what? So, what, we're just, like, gonna, like, go into season six? Yeah. So, I will tell you this, though. I hearkened... Okay, so, man, you missed a lot because you didn't hear the last show.
1: <laughs> Sorry.
0: The point that I made was we watched season six, and there were still episodes that me and Taylor both hadn't seen. From, like, previous episodes? Yeah. From seasons? I'd never seen the very first one. Really? Which is where the, the Prime Minister... Do, yeah, has sex with yeah. the pig, right? So I just watched that in 2023 and that aired in like 2011. My god. Something. No, 20, Is that how 2016? Okay. And I and in the show I was saying that was such a stamp like it it's 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 a Kelsey mindset thing. It is a yeah. perfect stamp in time of what social media was at that time and I was enthralled because I was like I remember when Twitter was new like that yeah the way that this information was being spread in that first show is Mm -hmm. so different than it is today yes it's such a mark in time of that technology and how life was and it was fucking awesome that first episode (laughs) rocked my fucking socks dude it's a
1: good episode like that is the tone setter for black mirror like that is what the
0: show is yeah and man it was great Yes. So then I watched San Junipero because I'd never seen that one either. Uh,
1: did you sob? I you dehydrated.
0: Didn't. Robert. I <laughs> loved it. But it is not up there for You're me. You're just not gay enough. <laughs> my favorite. Okay. So then we actually declared our favorite episode out of all of them. Okay. And my favorite one's a gay one. So. Which one? Striking Vipers.
1: Oh, of course it is. Cause it's just I, you and Ferdin.
0: Fuck it. I love striking vipers, <laughs> dude. Leave me alone.
1: Oh, my God. Um, I don't even know what my favorite episode of Black Mirror is. Like, I oh, no, I do. It's um, Nosedive, where it's that, like, um, Taylor, Bryce Dallas Howard episode. Taylor was like,
0: I think that that might be. Then we objectively rank, said what the best one was, period. So there's, like, our favorites. Uh-huh. But what is the Black Mirror episode? And we came up with one.
1: Was it on show?
0: Yeah. What? Oh, oh we talked a lot of Black Mirror, man.
1: <laughs> man, I got to I gotta go back and listen. I feel bad that I haven't gotten the chance. Um, The episode of Black Mirror. Man, season five was so small. It was just three episodes.
0: And yet it has my favorite one. Yeah. I, I don't think Striking Vipers is one of the best ones. By far. I don't think it's one of the best ones. But, you know, I'm going to be partial to... A game one, yeah. In a way and playtest. I actually don't really like that much. I th- oh really? I think it's very interesting, but it yeah. is to me one of the lower episodes of the s- yeah of the whole series. I I liked it. It didn't stick with me, but I did exactly. like it a lot. It's good, but I don't think about playtest.
1: Uh, is it the one where the person mm-hmm. dies and then they like get uploaded into a fake? No, but,
0: but, uh, oh, that's, that's like one of Taylor's favorite ones with the British dude, the redhead yeah, guy. Yeah, the redhead guy. No, but that's one of Taylor's favorites, though.
1: That is a super good one. Okay, so what what do you think is the episode of Black Mirror?
0: We, I kind of push Taylor into it. I don't even know that she truly thinks it. <laughs> is it
1: the entire history of you, the one where everybody has the access to their memory implant? No.
0: Because that one fucks me up and I hated it. Oh. I think it's USS Callister.
1: That's a good fucking episode, too, though. Like, <laughs> like that's a like really good for episode. Me
0: for me... Okay, because I also told... Sorry, guys, you're getting a recap of the last show. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, I also told everybody how I've tried to get people into it and how they kicked back on it because Stu... Stu didn't like the pig fucking one. Oh, yeah. Because it's he fucked a pig, so he got mad at me. Yeah. Then I told somebody else, but they didn't listen to me. I said, start at the beginning. But remember, Netflix puts the beginning on the bottom. And for some yeah. reason, it's reversed. Mm-hmm. So they watched Striking Vipers first and said, I'm not going to watch a <laughs> gay show. So they didn't want to watch it.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Um, but I think like USS Callister is like the perfect. Nothing can like really throw you off. It's, it's a good mindset one. It's a yeah. good twist. It's a phenomenal twist. It's got the right amount of horror to it, like yeah. the hopelessness and the creeping dread. I think it's the quintessential. That's Black Mirror to a T. It's if I were to recommend, Callister.
1: if I were to recommend this show to a person who had never seen it and didn't know what Black Mirror was, I would recommend that episode. I love Nosedive.
0: but I feel like I feel like your norm, your like average person would just be like, eh. Like, I don't know that they would gel so much with the ending where she just, like, learns to let loose and cuss and stuff. They'd be like, ah, do that already. (laughs) I don't think it would impact a person as much as the Callister one.
1: Yeah, maybe not. U.S.S. Callister, Callister's so fucking
0: good. Ah! (laughs) I love that one. (laughs) But that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about season six. Uh, Oh, but that's why I brought that up. Because I went back and watched the first one and we had just watched season six. Mm-hmm. In our first episode of season six, they go to Streamberry, right? Yes. <laughs> Streamberry and Sea of Tranquility, the show, are in episode one. They're in are the big fucker episode. What? That's, that, that show, Sea of Tranquility, has pervaded all of Black Mirror this whole time. What is Sea of Tranquility? It's an in universe show. Huh. Like, it's not. So Taylor was like, is it a show that they made before Black Mirror? So it's their, like, acknowledgement to, like, an old, you know, student project they did? Nope. Uh huh. They have a show that exists in this universe and everybody knows about it. Wild. And it's still around.
1: <laughs> That's so cool. They do a couple things like that. Uh, one of the episodes involved something, I think it was, uh, the second one where it's also within streamberry uh they reckon to a thing that was like finding whoever and it was the guy from bandersnatch oh see because
0: i haven't watched bandersnatch you've still gotta watch bandersnatch that one fucks me up dude like it's it's so good so see cool good i need to know that because yeah i i I would have never known that
1: yeah it's like you gotta
0: after watching season six I think it warrants a rewatch of just all of Black Mirror.
1: (laughs) I kind of want to go do that, too. Like, I I feel like there's episodes that I could do a second pass on and still get something new out of it. Because they always hide those little, like, nuggets and stuff in there. Everything is intertwined. I know you'll never Um, watch
0: Metalhead or whatever again, but... No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, So, Um, actually, there's still some that I haven't seen. Oh, okay. Have you seen all of them? Yeah. No. Okay, yeah. There's still for some reason in season five we never watched the middle one smithereens we just never watched that one really yeah we we both are like i don't know what that is
1: oh that was a good one
0: too yeah, yeah i forgot about that episode never fucking watched it you watched the ashley o episode though right yeah we've seen that With one miley cyrus yeah and then that's super good. i think i just went ahead and did striking vipers because it was like such a big deal because i watched that alone and then i made taylor watch it later Okay. And then I guess because that was the last one, we just assumed we'd watch the season and we never watched the Uh, second one.
1: (laughs) Well, these things happen. So
0: that's on the docket. But. Okay, but season six. (laughs) Taylor really wanted to know your thoughts on that first one. Okay. is awful.
1: All right. So I did watch this series out of order. (gasps) How (laughs) dare you! I don't know if that impacts anything. Um, You kind of got to watch one and two back to back. But that's it. Yeah, I didn't do that. Okay. <laughs> but I did watch okay, so I watched episode four first. I watched it because I was we were looking for something short to watch. Okay. And uh, I needed like a short one. But yeah, that was the shortest
0: one I that's think. The it was, like forty two minutes. Watched? Yeah. <laughs> Taylor hated that one.
1: <gasps> I'm gonna make you love it. <laughs> okay. No,
0: no, I loved it. I figured you would. She was like, it was so different than everything else she was like yeah that one doesn't like that's not her black mirror vibe i don't think it was because it wasn't so much technology
1: yes like watching that episode first for the season i was like oh they've abandoned the technology aspect (laughs) yeah (laughs) so i mean and they kind of did like for i'm not all of the episodes but for like two and a half of the episodes technology isn't a big thing It's just more, they're focusing more on human nature in this series, which I kind of like because that's so, this is supposed to be
0: a reinvention of Black Mirror. Like they, they are trying to like kind of revitalize it so that it might be, because like, I mean, it had been stagnant. The last season was 2019. Yeah. It's been four years. So I think they're kind of (sighs) like, oh, we're back. Do you want more? Yes, I do. Yeah.
1: I, I love Black Mirror because, it, I you know, we love an anthology here at MTO, but yes. just the way that they can take ideas and transform them into this cool piece of media and present it all as a collection. Like, well, wouldn't that be fucked up? Yeah. Like, it's very cool.
0: So, um, Maisie Day was your first one.
1: Yeah. And then I watched uh, Joan is Awful. Okay. And then I that was two different, two different days. And then last night, we were like, let's just watch the rest of them. So, we watched... Lock Henry, and then Beyond the Sea, and then Demon seventy nine. Okay, so right.
0: you said that weird. I'm guessing Demon <laughs> seventy nine like got you good. You like that one?
1: I mean, you know I liked that one. Should that, we just start from episode one and go through
0: Taylor's favorite one? Oh my god, it was good. I like it. Yeah, it's not. I I know which one's my favorite from here. Okay, uh, Joan is awful though. I feel like it's just something we have been talking about because we've been talking about ai and how it's taken over all the shit and they fucking went in on that shit
1: yeah they did i thought that okay so just kind of stepping into it like the first show thematically this one is more like i thought the the way it started was not where it ended like it started with a kind of thing of you know what if your worst day was on display for everyone to see because this woman has a a bad day and then goes home and finds out like everyone is watching it and she's they're watching every secret part of everything she did that day. She did a lot of bad shit that day. (laughs) So I thought that that was a cool thing and I thought that was kind of what it was going to be about. Like what would it be like if your life was constantly on display for people? But then it goes that layer deeper and it's like what if there's just like layer after layer of individual AIs that are watching shows about AIs that are watching shows about AIs.
0: To me it was just the utmost so that's why I think the first two were like the good back to back ones to watch first because it airs on Netflix and the first two (laughs) are basically like Netflix fucking sucks.
1: Yes truly like that that's the whole premise of the first two shows is like isn't Netflix a little bit fucked up?
0: Yeah. Like, to and me, now it I'm was scared. more scared. Like capitalism to the maximum with yes. streaming and why streaming sucks.
1: Yeah. So, I I was um, worried after watching episode one. I was like, I should go back and read the Terms of Service of Netflix because <laughs> I don't know what I've actually agreed to. That's true. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. Terms of Service suck. It's like 60 pages and it's just like, yeah. you agree to sell us your data. And we're just like, okay, click it, I guess, because I don't have time to read it and well, I don't have time to but think also, about
0: it. What it, what else are you going to do? You want yeah. Netflix. Are right. you, you going gonna... to say you don't want it then?
1: Yeah. I, because you I can't mean, you... not sign it and get Netflix. Right. Do you want to tweet? Then you have to give us your email address and we're going to sell it to everybody. So there was a lot of, I don't know, just weird vibes coming out of it. Like I was surprised almost that Netflix would produce something like that to say like, aren't we kind of fucking so,
0: bad? I kind of said this on the last show. I went, I guarantee they did not vet these. They went, oh, Black Mirror is one of our top shows. Make it, guys. We'll put it on. And then Do somebody's it. like, motherfucker, dude. <laughs> did none of you like... check
1: in with them? <laughs> i picturing the executive on Netflix being like, oh, Streamberry, that's a cute name for a service. And they're just like, that's not us. And <laughs> the guy's yeah. like, no, look, the picture's the same. They're talking about <laughs> us. No, it's just Streamberry.
0: I thought it was a great start to the season. I thought that was a phenomenal Black Mirror's back in full form. Yes. Good kickoff. I would not have gotten that from Maisie Day. I would have liked it. It gave me (laughs) um, Love, Death, and Robots vibes more than Black Mirror vibes.
1: Yes. Yeah. This... uh this season starts with the technology, and then by the end of it, it kind of fades out. And I wonder oh, if that yeah. was on purpose. Like, they're just like, we're done with yeah. tech. We're doing
0: different stuff now. Well, they kind of decided, like, to do... Well, so, Locke, Henry was about older tech. Because it's always about the Black Mirror, which was your phone or your tablet. Right. But, like, what about your TV? What about VHS? Like, we have a whole set of technology that used to fuck us up beforehand, too. Right. Like, it's all been here. It's all been happening. yeah. Locke Henry might be my number two.
1: Locke Henry was really good. I and loved it so much. It's so... It was hard to watch because, like, I could see where it was going and what was unfolding. And I was like, man. But the way that they crafted that story, the yeah. twists and turns, was just, like, it kind of kept you
0: guessing, you know? And That's it- Black Mirror, man. <laughs> if you're not guessing, they're not doing it right.
1: Yeah. But it really, like, shined a light on the whole fucking messed up industry that is true crime because like i am a person oh, who see, enjoys you would have a better
0: insight to that okay
1: yeah so i'm a person who enjoys like the little netflix mini docs that come out in the series on like look at this murderer and his whole life story and like how weird and fucked up he was and how he affected the small town and the people in it yeah and netflix does a lot of those and there's a oh, lot yeah. of really bad ones that i haven't really dipped into but there's a lot of good ones too and i'm like that was an interesting fascinating look on stuff like And it's not just Netflix. Like, every streaming series does something on true crime. Like, podcasting is Podcast is built on true crime. (laughs) Yeah. It's everywhere. And there is an interesting aspect to it, just from a human perspective. Like, it's human tales, you know? What drives a person to do that kind of shit? Like, what can you look for in your life to identify things like this that are (laughs) going on around you? Yeah. But, like, watching this guy go from, like, I'm going to make a story about a guy who's protecting rare eggs... And then his girlfriend's like, no, we're going to tell the story about how your dad was murdered. And then it turns into this whole other thing. And you watch yeah. this guy just kind of like get unwittingly dragged down. And the way that his documentary ends up being not about what he wanted it to be about, but now it's about him. And yeah. he's become this unwilling celebrity at the center of it all. And he's winning BAFTA awards. Yeah. And the and town is his like His pain,
0: it made thriving. everybody else. Yeah flourish everything yes. fl- fl- flourishing from his pain
1: yeah so he like left this small town to go be a big filmmaker and he comes back and now the town has become the big filmmaker and he is but a small man left to his own devices and his yeah. own heart it was really it's a good look at how true crime true crime documentarian nature can just kind of it pulls out the worst pieces of things and it's so hard to make people want to relive that stuff
0: well like to have true crime really hit home isn't it kind of like a you have to think on the level of the person that was doing it to really get into the mindset to portray that in your film if you're just going to tell a fact about it anyone can do that but if you can like understand it kind of and get that across that's gonna fuck with you though
1: Right, like get the personal level of it. And that's what they said too in the show when they took it to the streaming service and they're like, do you want to buy this documentary? And she was like, you got to play up that personal angle. Like, tell us about how your dad is involved and why he was shot and all that. Yeah, And yeah, it just, it was a very good look at what that type of storytelling does. And it's hard to be a consumer of that type of media when you can also see the kind of shit that people go through to create it and to be... The people behind the story getting created. <laughs> yeah.
0: Kind of sucks. I took a lot of capitalism stuff from this one. like Yes. N- not like this show. This whole season. This whole season was so. Because yeah. even Maisie Day. It's about. I'll mm-hmm. pay $30,000 for a single photo of this person. Right. I will turn you into a parasitic creature to get a year's salary today. Yeah. You know. That one blew my mind though because I, I don't know, I've never thought about paparazzi a lot. I don't think <laughs> really? about them. I don't. I don't I, think about them because I feel
1: like hmm. since Princess Diana's death, I don't know. Like there's been kind of, I've had a weird, kind of macabre fascination with them. Just the way that they can get into your home and do weird shit and like, I don't know. Paparazzi really fucked me up. I I, yeah. I would never want to be famous because of situations like this.
0: Yeah, like it it just gave me a whole paparazzi like viewpoint that i've never considered because like like i said like i know what they do but Uh i guess i've never really i don't i don't think about them and who they're out there taking photos of today and all that shit but like the extent and the you gotta admit they work hard i mean she put some work in
1: yeah (laughs) trying to get
0: this but
1: (laughs) but you can't root for them like exactly bad it's awful like the people that they cast as the two like sleazeballs that was really good oh casting work yeah, it was. i was like yes these guys i hate them they suck um speaking of casting work okay did you know when she goes to the diner did anybody in that diner strike you no all right robert the kid working the counter at the diner okay you may recognize him as dale our good friend Dale, who we could not save in uh, As Dusk Falls,
0: I would not have recognized him.
1: Oh my God, his beautiful eyes! <laughs> I recognized him the second he popped up, and I was like, "Damn!" I remember,
0: oh. I didn't love him like you guys did.
1: Oh, I loved him. <laughs> it was so sad.
0: I never would have guessed that in a million years.
1: Ugh, old Jack Bandiera.
0: I just typed in As Dusk Falls. Dang it. <laughs> Yeah, I still can't piece that together. Like, I'm like staring at this guy's face. I'm going to have to see him like side by side.
1: I just love him so
0: much. Was that the thing that you said uh I was hoping that you might have caught it? Yes. Oh yeah, I didn't. Sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, he was I don't know, just like a little cherry on top of things, a strawberry yeah. on top of the sundae. Um, I
0: did dig that one. So, that's one that like I was guessing but I was guessing in the right direction. Cause yeah. like, I straight up just was like, is she going to be a werewolf?
1: And the then like they, 10 minutes they... later,
0: I'm like, she is a werewolf.
1: Yeah. So I didn't start suspecting that until um, like right about the reveal time because, you know, they break into the facility or whatever and she's chained to the bed. And yeah. I was like, Oh, something's wrong with her. And then there are goats in the room. And I was like, she's a werewolf.
0: <laughs> yep. Like I kind of was guessing that. I don't know what made me think it, but like, I kind of knew something was up when she was meeting with the like therapist dude in the like yeah, and he's like, "I will take your dead place, and you will be in that place to be in a place of stuff or whatever." (laughs) I was like, "Okay, something's like actually happening," and so I started to like get a vibe, and then I don't know, just because it was night, I was like, "She like what like a fucking werewolf or something," and then as (laughs) soon as I saw the chains, I was like maybe so and then the goats too i was like there it is yeah. yep it's because of how she not. was talking about like lasting through something something she said and how he responded back i was like yeah like when you chain a werewolf up like is she a hug wolf what's going on
1: <laughs> a hug wolf <laughs> yeah no i did not see the werewolf twist coming until it happened um but i I liked this episode a lot. And the whole time I was just like, when's the technology going to come into play? But I guess the paparazzi shit is sort of
0: technology related. Yeah. It's more about just society and how we treat our celebrities. See, that's what I'm thinking this season's about. It's still technology, but it's not technology focused. We still use tech in everyday life for anything. That camera is a technological device. It's still a black mirror, that screen, to look through yeah. and do all the stuff. Like, we still get the black mirror thing. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I rewatched the ending twice because I thought it ended a certain way, and it didn't. And now I gotta ask you a question about it. Okay. At the end, she's like, "Kill me." Right? Yeah. And then it like hits the end of the the uh, or like it hits outside the diner, and it's pulling away. What happens at the end?
1: Does she shoot herself? No. There is no gunshot. There's not.
0: There's nothing. Huh. So I was like, oh, are we was there a camera flash though? So I rewound it and there's literally nothing. To me, it would have been more effective if instead of the gunshot, you heard a camera shutter so she still went ahead and did the photo.
1: I was expecting to see the her take photos. Like oh, she yeah. did like hold the the camera up to her like she was about to take a photo, right? Yeah. But we never actually saw it happen or heard it happen.
0: So I think there is the gunshot that she kills herself, but I was waiting for like the camera flash. Okay. So then it was like Did she have a change of heart and decide not to do it, or do we go ahead and condemn her and let the camera flash happen? But yeah. nothing happens, so you're left to wonder. Hmm. I wanted the camera flash though, to be like Fuck Yeah the that humanity's really, doomed. Yeah, you that would have nailed it. Like that would've hit a home for me.
1: That was a really fucked up episode. <laughs> it was it,
0: it was very good.
1: Yeah. Um But let's hop back
0: one. All right. There's two left.
1: Yeah. Do you want to go ahead and talk about the other one that's not really technology related and then end on the other one?
0: Well, which of these is your favorite? Is Uh, Demon 79 your favorite one of of the season? No. Which one's your favorite of the season?
1: The other one that we haven't talked about.
0: That's my favorite one, too. So we're going to save that for last. Okay. Let's save it. Good. Because I was like, all right, who's getting their favorite talked about first? (laughs) Okay.
1: Okay. So Demon 79 no technology
0: in this at all right t like old school tv that's about it like really but they don't that's do anything
1: it. with the tv like he just kind of uses Except that it he copied a briefly.
0: briefly yeah yeah
1: so not really <laughs> don't get me wrong i loved this episode i thought it was funny i thought it
0: was interesting i so i didn't pick up on this and it says it here did you pick up on this maybe that's why it says Demon 79 is set in 1979 and is referred to in the opening credits as a Red Mirror episode.
1: Yes. What does that
0: mean? I don't know, but I'm guessing that's part of their rebrand. Like you might get like a, a human story that's red uh, and a technology one that's black. Interesting.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: Yeah. Because this is said- the only one that's ever been called that.
1: Yeah. It has
0: to mean something.
1: It's got to. Like, maybe that's part of their rebrand. But yeah, like when it's when it's opening, it's kind of done in the style of an old film, you know? Yeah. And it's, you know, a a Black Mirror production or it says a Black Mirror story, a Red Mirror production or something like that.
0: I got it. You ready? Got it. Red Mirror is the alternative title card for a Black Mirror show to indicate that it is outside of the sci-fi tech realm. Okay. Oh, fuck yeah. I love that. That's good. That's That's good. I like that. (laughs) I like that a lot. That's really cool. Okay, so this is the first one, and everyone's talking about it, and that is what it means. So Maisie Day was not a Red Mirror production? Nope. Only Demon. That might have been, like, their transition point to try to, like, pull us towards one that's not so tech-driven.
1: Okay, yeah, because they started with, like, ooh, the the different kind of paparazzi stuff. You
0: should watch them in order, because I guess it's like, tech, tech, tech. Maybe not so much tech. No tech. You know, like yeah. they do try to pull it back.
1: Yeah, they ramp you up, and then they're just like, "And what if yeah.
0: werewolves?" You're fucking crafted a season, man. It is crafted, and I watched stuff. it all wrong. Okay, <laughs> but Demon Seventy Nine, from just a story perspective, was class, class Sucking A, top notch, dude. Yeah, I, I love. I
1: enjoyed every bit of it.
0: I love Gop. It's a Gop. Oh my Gop? god,
1: yes, Gop. Yes, he's I the love best. him so
0: fucking much. I was so Incredible. into the premise that he's there and nobody can see it and like is she yes. really fucking crazy what the fuck's going on <laughs> yeah there
1: was definitely a moment where i was like maybe she's actually insane like
0: mm-hmm. when they
1: when they get into the final interrogation and like midnight hits and yeah. nothing happens i was like oh shit i was crestfallen
0: was- dude yeah <laughs> I was like, oh no <laughs> she's like what really it got to be real
1: um But yeah, I I loved the ending to it. The fact that they tied it all in with like
0: nuclear war and just the actual Mm -hmm. fears of that time. It was, it was cool. I thought it would get you because it was a little good place. He's all like, nope, I'm just going to go exist in nothingness forever, but be conscious. And I was like, okay, it's Michael. (laughs) I got it. It was kind of a
1: cute love story in the end too. Like, I don't know about. Love, but they were holding yeah, hands, so maybe
0: I would say it's love. Like,
1: yeah, like she kind
0: of. I found I each loved, other as as
1: brutal as it was. I loved watching the main character like gain confidence and become like her own self
0: sufficient type woman. She
1: was doing it through murder, so it's not the greatest.
0: But and the <laughs> it's... editing on this one was so flawless, like, and the. Twi- this one had the twist, man. How she killed the two people. That should have been enough. Yes. And I that called that happened. shit, too. Like, okay, so the guy that she does kill, I did pick uh-huh. up on it. Midnight hits, like, two seconds later. Like, you hear yeah, the 12 can hear bells. Yeah, you hear the clock go. I was like, oh, this Perfection. episode is laying it out.
1: <laughs> yes. That's <was> so good. <laughs> Would he like When we come down the stairs and see the other guy in the house, I told Richard, like, right then. I was like, she's going to kill this guy. She's going to have to kill this guy, and it's not going to count and it, and out it the was first the opposite yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah see i didn't pick up on that at all i was like good two for one but it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be right after Russell. midnight you know yeah like i thought she was just gonna miss it and it was gonna be like you missed the deadline but then yeah. but then that didn't happen so i was like what the fuck is happening
1: <laughs> it was just well crafted like that one's great it was a, a nicely told story like wrapped up in a little package it was perfect And it ended up with them holding hands and
0: walking off into the nuclear sunset. It was beautiful. And politics always seems to crop up in a lot of Black Mirror stuff. Oh, dude. And I loved how, like, it was... you ever seen the Dead Zone Stephen King movie? No. It was very Dead Zone for me. So, like, Christopher Walken's in Dead Zone. And when he touches people, he can, like, see their future. And he shakes hands with a politician and sees all the horrible things he's going to bring through his office. So he's trying to, like, not let him get in and it was making me really think of that because it's like he's like here's all the stu- here's all the stuff he's gonna do but you-, but you shouldn't kill him because we actually want that stuff to happen because we're bad guys yeah right and it was like <laughs> oh it's so dead zone like it was really giving me oh. that vibe
1: watching that horrible politician give his little speech to that shitty ass oh. shoe store worker yes I thought he was going to be a demon I thought horns were going to come out of his head in that moment because it was edited so well and like he looked demonic
0: and just the way yeah. that he was like you know what my platform stands for Oh. This one, this one gave me the racism that Elemental did oh. not, man. Like God, this yeah, laid it on thick. It was <sighs> having her eat in the fucking basement. And ch- that oh my,
1: hurt God. my
0: soul. I was so pissed. I might move this one up the rankings a little bit. Like this one was good.
1: <laughs> it was really good. Was
0: super good.
1: I think this is my second favorite one.
0: I'm a, in this season. I'm gonna put it at three. Okay. I'm going to say Joan is Awful is my fourth one. Maisie Day's the the bottom. And okay. Joan is Awful is great. So that means these other ones are just that much greater, man. Y- yeah. Are like good. there
1: was not a bad episode this
0: season. We loved all of oh, them. Oh, no. But Beyond the Sea. Let's fucking talk is, about it. Is exactly <laughs> what I want from Black Mirror.
1: I was messed up after this one. Like. Richard and I both we called the plot like as it was happening because he said he said at the beginning uh, after the guy was killed he's like he's gonna go back to space and fucking murder this dude and I, I said <laughs> yeah he, I said I was like he's gonna fucking get in there and be with his wife and that all kind of sort of came to fruition but um, in
0: such a different more innocent way it was but that's really the problem though when you when you kind of I mean, he gave him a, a taste of freedom. How can you expect him to go like, "Yeah, I'll just spend ten years not with that freedom again"? You yeah, shouldn't have given him oh. the fucking taste in the first place, dude. I know it's nice, but <sighs> shit. This episode was so fucked up. You can't do so it. Hard.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I, I felt so bad. So like when the when the actual hippies come and kill his family and shit, I was,
0: I it's was fucked so up about that. Helter skelter shit, man. Yeah, it was I'm very Charles Manson. Yeah.
1: Um, and one of the, uh, the main killer dude was a Colkin brother, Rory Colkin.
0: Okay. Yeah. I was like, I recognize that face. It's like copy pasted, but different. <laughs> the only face that I was really staring at the whole time. You know who it was? Josh Hartnett. Yup. I, I was couldn't like, figure out who he was for the first I like 15 minutes. I <laughs> have fucking missed you. And Taylor's like, who's that? And I was like, a long lost friend. <laughs> I've missed him. <laughs> Lucky number 11, man. Oh my God. Dude, I've missed him. He and was such he a heartthrob. Good. Yeah. Oh, I he nailed it. I'm really
1: glad he ended up shaving his nasty puby beard because it was really gross. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so this, this story, like watching him be with his wife so passionately while he's on Earth yeah. and then like still have his life up in space. I thought that was a really cool concept. Like still being able to be at home and be a father to your children and like do art and have a life and go to the movies with your kids and stuff. Like they could do everything that a human being could do except for like eat and sleep and shit, I guess. Yeah. But then also having the worker up in space, who's there and keeping their mind sharp up there and sane on earth. It was, it was yeah. a really cool balance in the way that they, I thought that was a very cool story that something like Ray Bradbury would have written, you know? Oh yeah. Very, very fun technological adventure. Um, but yeah, then, to have the whole thing where he gets killed and then or his his replica gets killed and his family gets slaughtered which is horrible uh it fucked me up that like the points where he would be hit in the head or whatever and black out and then he still has to like he comes to in the space station and has to elect to say, like, I want to go back into my body, experience yeah. that horrible pain, see this horrible shit and watch my family die. But like, he wants to be there for them. And he can't. Yeah. <laughs> it's so horrible to be conscious in that moment and so physically incapable. What a heart wrenching thing to want. Yeah. So watching him go through that shit and then be in space uh, the whole time. Tell me if you were having the same thought. I was like, Jesse okay. Pinkman, call ground control. There's got to be some kind of intervention. Like have them do something for this man. There's got to be a solution. Why couldn't they just make a second replica? Remember, Why couldn't they do that?
0: They did comment on that. They did. but they said, like, like they were made with us there and like without <laughs> us around, they can't do it again. I mean, but they didn't think about that when they were making them. Well, I guess you got to. It's the first time it's ever happened. Always have a backup plan, but who would have thought? Like people would have been offended by their presence and fucking murder them. Yeah, that. Was I guess nobody really thought up. about it. They just thought, like, I guess people will probably think that's neat. Look at what and we most did. people did.
1: Like they were getting handshakes around town and stuff. Like this is yeah. fascinating. You're an astronaut. Oh my
0: god, how is it like up in space? I think that just proves if you're going to do some cool shit like that, move into the middle of nowhere like yeah like Jesse did
1: (laughs) yeah that's the way to go they really went for like big budget actors in this one too
0: yes they did like everybody was famous I was like shit
1: we're getting all sorts of people
0: this one has kind of like a bad message of like don't be nice to people like yeah (laughs) well at the same time like I get that she wanted so Jesse's wife wanted to be nice because there's Mm -hmm. like a dude literally trapped in space for 10 years with nowhere to be Yeah, And And you get to come home to your wife. So she's like, give him a day. And that is very nice. It is. But you literally got to think. If somebody knows they're going to be trapped somewhere for 10 years. And they get a way that they can escape that. Yeah. Why would they not do anything to be able to escape that whenever they wanted? Yeah.
1: And. Come on. The fact, too, that, like, they mentioned a couple of times that this mission is a two man mission. It requires two yeah. people. And if something happens to one of them, the whole mission, like b- both of them are dead. Yeah. And the fact that Jesse, what's his actual name? Cliff? Uh, let's see. Jesse Pinkman, you know. <laughs> you get Jesse Pinkman and Josh Hartnett.
0: That's not names. This says one of their names is Pia and then Davis. I no, that's like from D 179. Couple, oh yeah, that's a Lock Henry. I was on the wrong one. Oh Lock Henry, right? Cliff and David, yeah. Cliff and David,
1: yeah. So, yeah, so like Jesse Cliff has this whole um problem where he knows like if something happens, like he goes into the room where the airlock is and just fucking stares out into space for a little bit, and that part terrified the shit out of me. He's either I was thinking like he's either going to launch himself or he's going to launch Cliff out into space, and neither one of those is good. Yeah, and. To be trapped in a spaceship, like, your lifeline, your buddy that you rely on, is going through the worst event that he's ever going to go through. And you just have to, like, yeah. bring him back and be like, there's no time to grieve, it's time to work, which we talked about this shit yep. <laughs> right in preamble. Like, you have to put aside the fact that your whole family was just murdered because we have spaceman things to do. Yeah. It's fucked up. It is. So there was that whole business and then like they they just like piled on the existential dread over and over and over again because just the fact that he was so like they really play up the helplessness of it all like they send him back into um they send davis into cliff's body and they're like go have fun in the woods and he falls in love with his wife and starts drawing naked pictures of her and shit and i was like it's only a matter of time until cliff finds these naked pictures of course. Oh, it was so stressful. Like, this whole episode it had such a way of, like, building the suspense and the dread in all these different ways. And you're just left wondering when the House of Cards is going to fall.
0: Oh, yeah. I, Ugh. I don't think I could ever go back to my body because you are helpless. Like, their, their door's a zipper.
1: Yeah, a zipper.
0: What would keep that dude from staring over me while I'm at home for a week? You know? Yeah. Why the fuck would I leave my body in that area? <laughs> I I could not do that.
1: No, me either. I it freaked me out the concept of not being f- like yeah, mentally like present there with... where
0: your body is.
1: Yeah, it's not a good feeling.
0: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the, the end was so just horrible. Just really fucked up. I I don't know that I really thought that's what was going to happen. I was like that could i thought he was going to do something to like his replica
1: yeah i thought either that or i thought that he was just going to like commit space suicide like kill both of them out in space something yeah and then like jesse's wife would never know like why isn't his replica waking up anymore or whatever but then
0: just like you said man he played it so devious because then he kills his wife and kid cliffs jesse pinkman's And then literally just like pushes out a chair like, what are you going to do? Because Yeah, come sit down. Let's talk about it. You need me to live. I need you to live. And we will make this work, buddy old pal, <gasps> little mine. Oh, you know? it was such
1: a such a heart-wrenching, creepy ending. It was like, so good. <laughs> the power dynamics in that relationship are insane. Yeah. Because like Jesse's the one with the power. Like I have the body. You don't get to have it. This is my wife, my house, my child. Don't hit my kid. Don't fuck my wife. Yeah. It was... He had all the power. And then in a second, the other guy gets in there and it's just like, I'm going to murder everything. And now we're equals again.
0: Yep. That, that's the feeling Black Mirror leaves you with.
1: Yes. Like, honestly, it's good to be
0: left happy sometimes. but You got to feel like shit.
1: Yeah. (laughs) As like high tech as this one was, you know, you know replicas of bodies and spacemen and stuff it was very much about the human experience and yeah. what it would be like to be in this situation like it makes you feel the emotion oh, yeah. of these guys and makes you wonder what would i do what would what, what, would what are the consequences
0: do? yeah what would society do in a place like this and then i mean so we've talked about them but like give it to me from this side How would you feel being the wife at home, the child that knows that their dad isn't there, but he comes home for like a week and then is gone for a couple days? Yeah, and I know that that's not really my dad. Like, yeah, that's not my husband. But see, so weird. But see, then it was so different because, like, Jesse never touched his wife. Yeah, like their their relationships
1: were so different. Like, clearly showcased that. Josh Hartnett and his wife had this like very, very, you know, sexual relationship. You know, they were they were actively happy to be husband and wife. And Jesse and his wife are just like, we live on a farm together, and we just kind of walk from room to room. Yeah, he just
0: like exists there, like what waiting for his ten years to be over to then come. Yeah, what's the point? What's the point of having the body on the farm?
1: Yeah, why do you have the replica to go home and chop
0: wood? Like that's yeah. that's what you're using like, it for? Is it chores? Is it just a duty to be like, "Well, I'm still here for my wife and kid, but you're not really there." Like it is yeah. it that whole parent dynamic of like, "Well, I provide for them, therefore I am good at my at at being husband, wife, man." Husband, yeah. wife, man. <laughs> husband, wife, man.
1: <laughs> um there's a kind of a present ideal too of like it's better to be father that is there and bad at it rather than be a father that is not there yeah you know like it's better for a kid to grow up with a dad even though it's a shitty dad that's kind of an ideal that some people have you know
0: that is true but like is it though
1: right like go get a divorce so everyone can grow up a little bit happier
0: (laughs) yeah like Uh, this one just i think you hit it right it asks so many good human questions
1: from a thing so that I, a thing that I thought was going to happen but did not happen. I thought that Josh Hartnett was going to kill Jesse Pinkman's real body up in space and then like Just go be him s- forever? Pretend to be Cliff at home with his I wife that and son. Too. Yeah. Oh that would have been but I guess it's a two man mission, so he couldn't actually do that. Oh, that's true. But he could tie him up, right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Take away his dog tags. It fucked well, me up so bad when he went out to space and he stole his dog tags. Because I was like, he's going to leave him out in the vacuum of space. I thought and that, You know, too. that shit
0: fucks me up. Well, yeah, see, he would have to have him there because Jesse's the only one that ever went on the spacewalks. It's like he's yeah. the only one that even could. Right. He's like shit. the
1: qualified guy to be outside in space. Yeah. Which, was he connected to the ship at all? He was just like yeah. walking on the no, ladder yeah, with yeah, his yeah.
0: hands. Yeah. He, okay. he had a hose. So like, that part
1: stressed me out. I didn't. He could have gotten hose.
0: himself back,
1: but I kept thinking he was going to float off into space, like that one episode of uh,
0: Love, Death, and Robots, the arm one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm never going to space, dude.
1: No, no. Space is horrible. No. Space is awful.
0: I don't even like the ocean. Space is much worse. Yeah. Anything big and open is just bad. That's bad news. Big. No. Oh God. Oh, funny because this is called "Beyond the Sea," so we have you know we've got like this whole dichotomy already between the two.
1: It's just a good what, one, man. What do you mean the dichotomy? Oh, like the space and sea? Yeah, space yeah. and sea.
0: So, like they already tied it all together there.
1: Yeah, I kind of wonder what the title was going for because I mean it's the title of the song that he always played with yeah. to dance with his wife or whatever. But I wondered if there was a um, a secondary meaning to it.
0: I guess just kind of like we said how we have like the ocean that's so vast and whatever and then there's like beyond that's because like up you know space is like you know the final frontier going beyond or whatever so I wonder if it's like a play on that you know maybe I loved this season and (sighs) we did watch like several other ones afterward from previous seasons because I watched the pig one San Junipero yeah and we're gonna watch so actually Taylor hasn't seen Striking Vipers so we're gonna have to watch that soon because so I hope she loves so, it like I did.
1: Every season so far has been like two to four years apart. And I really, I want yeah. the next season of Black Mirror sooner than later. Like, I I would love it if they relaunch with some of these Red Mirror episodes, you know, kind of intersperse them so they can get a wider variety of stories and different people to come in
0: and act and direct. I'd be cool with a half and half. Let's do yeah. half half tech, half human stuff. I'd be cool with that. Or... If you produce a show
1: called Red Mirror and just do like alternating years, do a year of Black Mirror, year of Red Mirror. There you go.
0: Then then you got two teams working nonstop and it's almost a constant yeah. flow. Feed the capitalistic
1: See? machine, man. Yes. <laughs> Feed me, Streamberry. My mouth is
0: open. I am super glad you loved it like I did. Yeah. I'm so glad that we could talk about it together. And I'm glad we had the same favorite one. Yes. I fucking love that one. That one. And it's the longest one that yeah, one's it an hour it. 20 but that's like a movie and it was <gasps> <a> great movie <laughs> yeah oh my god what a phenomenal show season good shit black mirror you good guys are good shit but i will make you the promise that sometime soon i will have bandersnatch uh under my belt hell yes i will get that done so with that you want to see what the red mirror holds for us
1: yes please yeah if you loved this episode please tell a friend about it because word of mouth is the best way we can get the good yum tope into new ears we release weekly every single monday even when one of the hosts is not here for whatever reason or another even on holidays we are here for you if you want to talk to us beyond the show you can catch us on twitter at ymbtoap or if you're in the know you could hit us up on that there discord that's for the patrons uh tell us what your favorite episode of black mirror was please i'm not even done i'm not even started to talk about black mirror you know i'm i'm full of vim and vigor vim and vigor and ideas and love um talk to us about black mirror talk to us about your favorite grimace (laughs) episode (laughs) of tiktok i don't know uh what makes you a fan of things uh tell us what lines you will not cross as a fan or a non-fan I'm curious to hear your your thoughts on that stuff. Uh, Thank you so much to our patrons. We love you guys so gosh darn much. Um, The support coming our way is always beautiful. And it's just unreal to see how much love you guys have in your hearts for us and for Yemtope. And we appreciate that you continue to love us because we love you.
0: And our theme song is The Groom Reaper Blows the Horn by Farage. Check him out on YouTube because we love him too. I hope you do. And as always, thanks for listening and tune in next time to get the answer to that burning question. Are we going to like Red Mirror more than Black Mirror?
1: But we had one more important sound we wanted you to hear.
0: I mean, I finally got to make rib once, so.
1: Oh my god. I like
0: they're not worth
1: the hype. Like it was just oh, salty. No. Salty
0: it's, and slippery. It's not worth the hype, but it's no. not it's not the worst sandwich I've ever had, like yeah. people say. I was like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Tastes like rubbery meat. Yes. <laughs> I kinda dig the texture. Tastes like what if meat was silly putty. And I like it. I was like, yeah, that's cool. Good silly texture. Meaty.